heard it, a distant rumble growing louder and louder until it turned into an unmistakable roar. The car rocked in concert with the sound until the terrible roar and the shaking were one. It was then the man heard the shrill, earth-shattering screech of a fast-approaching freight train. The whistle sounded once, in a single, long, warning wail. Only then did he realize that whoever had locked him in the trunk had left him on the train tracks left him there to die. He struggled desperately against his restraints, but it was no use. He couldn't free himself. The engine of the speeding eastbound train plowed into the stationary vehicle, peeling it open like an empty tin can, and then dragging the wreckage along underneath the engine for the additional mile it took for the shaken engineer to finally bring the fully loaded train to a stop. As the engineer spoke to the 911 operator in Palm Springs, He reported having seen something fly up and out of the shattered vehicle, something that had looked more like a rag doll than it did a human being. Thursday, September 15, 2005 For all you Cutloose fans out there who've been following my story from the beginning, tomorrow is the day the D-I-V-O-R-C-E becomes final. For those of you who may be new to the site, The last few months have been a bit of a bumpy ride since both my husband and my former employer simultaneously sent me packing in hopes of landing a younger model. My soon-to-be ex, a.k.a. Fang, as he's known in the blogosphere, called me yesterday. It was the first time I'd heard from him directly in several months. What surprised me more than anything was how much I didn't feel when I heard his voice. It turns out Fang was calling in his own imperious way to make sure I'd be in court tomorrow so the divorce decree can be finalized. I could have given him grief about it, could have claimed I was sick or just too annoyed to bother driving eight hours plus from Sedona over to L.A. And had I done so, it would have sent him up a wall. You see, Fang needs this divorce right about now a whole lot more than I do. Our court appearance is scheduled Friday. Saturday is Fang's wedding day. I've heard rumors that he and his blushing bride, a.k.a. Twink, are planning a big-deal celebration, a catered affair with all the right people in attendance at what used to be our joint domicile on Robert Lane. In view of the fact that Twink is expecting Fang's baby within weeks of the scheduled nuptials, you might think a little more discretion was called for. But discretion has never been Fang's long suit. For that matter, It must not be Twink's, either, since the baby was conceived sometime prior to my abandoning our marriage bed. For those of you who are concerned about my state of mind as I approach this change in marital status, don't be. I'm fine. I'm ready to make a clean break of it. I'm moving on with my new life. When you're doing that, hanging on to the old one doesn't help. Neither does bitterness. As my mother is prone to point out, Bitterness destroys the container it's in. If I do say so myself, this particular container is going to be in pretty fine shape tomorrow when I show up in court. With my son's help, I've been working out. My personal shopper at Nordstrom's down in Scottsdale has set aside a couple of new outfits for me. I plan on picking up one of them on my way through Phoenix later on this afternoon. In other words, for today anyway, I'm a rolling stone, and rolling stones gather no moss and do no blogging. Posted 7.23 a.m., September 15, 2005.
by Babe. As soon as Allie Reynolds hauled her suitcase out of the closet, Samantha, Allie's now permanent refugee cat, disappeared. Completely. Allie found it hard to believe that a 16-pound, one-eared cat could pull off that kind of magicianship, but she could. Six months earlier, a series of forced moves had left Sam in a new, unfamiliar home with a new owner who wasn't exactly enamored of cats. Over time, Allie and Sam had developed a grudging respect for each other. With the unwelcome appearance of a suitcase, however, all bets were off. For Sam, the sight of a suitcase and or the dreaded cat crate brought back all those bad old times and sent the panicky kitty scrambling for some place to hide. It took Allie a good two hours, two hours she didn't have, to find the animal again, scrunched in beside the drain pipe behind the washing machine in the laundry room.